0: Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Turn on the Music podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm very excited to be here with you guys today. Uh, this has been a long time in the making. Uh, we've been working on this for months and the fact that we are actually recording today is, uh, awesome. Um, the podcast is, we're going to talk about lots of stuff about the podcast tonight, but before we get to that stuff, I want to introduce to you my good friend CJ, who uh, is going to be with me on this journey, and I could not do this without him, so uh, CJ, welcome, sir. How Thank are you, you. today?
1: Thank you. This is very exciting. I'm very excited that we are finally sitting in front of the microphones
0: and recording and not kind of... Not just trying planning. talking about it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, fun. it's fun to get the actual content out, so... Um, I thought we'd just kind of talk about, you know, what this is going to be and then we'll kind of talk about where we started. So I think this is just going to be, I mean, you and I are, are both classical musicians and we are classically trained, multi-instrumentalists, um, you know, you're saxophone and a whole bunch of other stuff, I'm mostly brass and piano. And, um, you know, we both sing and we've toured, you know, the country and the world and, we just want to kind of share our love of music and bring that love of music and, and artists to everyone. And um, so, yeah, I mean, anything else you want to say about that? I mean, well, I mean, if, if you want, I can kind of give you like, we can talk about the
1: original idea and then yeah, let's talk about the original idea yeah. where
0: we were, where it all started and then, We'll talk about the, the, the reboot, which is what we're doing right now. Right.
1: So I'll I'll give that little backstory of where it started and we can talk about the re- reboot. So the original idea started back dating ourselves almost twenty years. And it's crazy um, how long it's and been. then we, we that's when we met. And then kind of years later, you know, I was us and one other friend, and we were all talking about this idea of, you know, building some kind of music or database of musicians that you may not hear on the radio. So as Kyle said, we're all multi, you know, you know musicians, we, we both sing, we both played instruments. Our third friend was a singer, played a couple instruments. So it was one of those things that we were kind of like, all right, cool, let's do this. And we started talking about the process, talking about the process, talking about the process. We were going to do a blog. We were going to go into YouTube. We were going to make some really cool things happen. And The that, really
0: cool thing is that it, it gave me a reason to learn web design. It was right. actually yes, how I started right. learning web design. I remember that, yeah. I used it as, you know, and I'm still old school web design because of that. But, you know. Remember.
1: No, that's a very good point. And it, and it gave me an idea to play around with, like, logos. So I started doing logos at that time. So, was, yeah, it's a very good point. And then eventually... We were like ready to go. Some stuff happened. Uh, unfortunately, that friend that we had, we we no longer speak to. But not
0: nothing bad. Just you know, it was just a time of changes. Yeah, we, we all kind of moved. Yeah, and exactly. We we're in different parts of the country now. You know, um, I'm 800 miles away from you right now. Yeah, so, yeah. And we just you know, you know, life gets in the way, and and we know that happens. And that ended in two thousand and nine. I only
1: know this because that's when we started and ended the Twitter account when Twitter was kind of like coming about. And right. this kind of leads into the reboot,
0: which the Kyle's going to talk yes. more about. So the reboot actually started with um, a, a, a bad day at work when, when my boss called me over and said, hey, by the way, we're getting rid of Zoom. We're going to use Teams. And oh my went, goodness. Oh. Really? Yeah. By, by the way, by the way, I don't know this story, so this is new to
1: me. We just connected to kind of build a project. So, yeah, I've been oh. keeping
0: this story from from Chris for uh, from. You always know, gonna do it. It's okay. How long did it
1: take? <laughs> right. you knew me as Chris for how many years, and here I am saying I'm yeah, CJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: I, I it, it took me, what, I like, three minutes before I, I called you the wrong name. So anyway, um, so my boss came over and said, "Hey, we're going to be using." Teams instead of Zoom, and I went, oh, dear Lord. And the big the big thing for me is that um, I was using Bluetooth headphones, and I have one computer where Bluetooth is locked down, so I can't use the Bluetooth headphones on that computer. So it started out with researching headsets for, for Teams, and I was like, you know what, while I'm researching this, let me do some research on a really nice set of headphones that I could really enjoy music with. And I found a video by a guy by the name of Josh Valore, and I'll I'll put this in the in the show notes. I'll put the video. I'll put his channel in there. He does a lot of headphone reviews, and in that in that review, he mentioned an album um, by Amber Rubarth, and we're going to talk about Amber Rubarth in in a couple weeks, um, and th- this is the reason we're going to talk about her because first off, she's not really well known, but she kind of sparked this whole reboot in my head, so. Um, I was working Saturday morning doing some graphic design for a friend of mine, and I put on her album. And I was, you know, you put on music and you just kind of like it's in the background. And this, this whole thing was a different album for me. It started with um, cello panned hard left. And for those that don't know what that means, it means that it's just coming out of the left speaker. And then That's the violin, yeah. So That's awesome. And it, gets, and it gets better. So the violin then comes hard right. So I have cello and violin and now I'm like, okay, cool. So I kept on working and then all of a sudden Amber starts playing the guitar and singing. And in my office where I was listening, I have two speakers. And what it sounded like was that Amber was coming from about 10 inches to the right of my left speaker. And the percussion that came in shortly after was 10 inches to the left of my right speaker. So what I was, I was, I I could audibly hear where each person was standing on the stage, and it just it caught me by surprise. Like I've heard it in surround sound like that, I've never heard it come out of two speakers like that. And I just stopped what I was doing. And I closed my eyes and I listened for several tracks. And I remember there was like the third or the fourth track on the album. It's she stops singing and the percussion becomes front and center. So it's you know cello on the left, percussion center, and then uh, you know the fiddle on the right. And I remember just closing my eyes for the whole album and just listening hearing how these people were moving across the stage. And at one point I opened my eyes expecting to see them standing there. And it was my whiteboard. And I was like, oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> and then and a couple days later I ordered the headphones that the guy was reviewing. And, you know, as, as I do with all my audio stuff, I, I put it through a test. And I have a list of songs that I I kind of test the stuff so I know what it sounds like compared to my old stuff. And the first song I listened to was Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder. And one of my favorite songs of all time, and I love Stevie to death. He's he's an amazing musician. And I remember listening to it and I was all of a sudden hearing things that I've never heard before. I mean I've heard Sir Duke thousands of times, but now I'm hearing like the intricate parts of Sir Duke that I've never ever heard before. And the weird thing is I'm sitting there and, and like I could it was almost like sitting in the studio with them. Because they were coming from different directions, I could hear where the bass was, I could hear where the piano was, and hear where the background vocals were, and the strings, and all this sort of stuff. They were—I I could feel where they were, just by listening. And then I started listening to "Superstition" by Stevie Wonder, which is another another great one. That one boggles my mind because he played drums, bass, and eight keyboard parts on "Superstition." I had no idea there were eight keyboard parts in "Superstition." That's ever. amazing. And and what what I, I always thought was just one. And then now that I'm listening. I heard five, and, I, and they were all panned differently. That's crazy. I had never heard it before. So what this turned into was all of the music that I loved and have loved. I'm now hearing again, almost like for the first time again. So it's like falling in love with this music that I've loved forever again, and it's awesome. So how far then, how far back was that from like now? Like a few months ago, a year ago? This was a couple months ago. So this was probably. Um, Late October, early November. It wasn't. I mean, it was shortly after that happened where I contacted you. I was going to say because it's. Let's do this. Yeah. It was. It was right around. It was like that weekend that I was like, "Yeah, we need to reboot this." That's awesome. Because you know, I I realized that I was using music as a distraction, and I wasn't enjoying listening anymore. And um, shortly after that, you and I have talked about this a little bit, where I went through the the exercise, I guess, of listening to an album a day of stuff that I would never listen to. Like I'm not a big Beatles fan. I sat and listened to the entire Let It Be album, the entire extended cut where they have all the, you know, the outtakes and the rehearsals, three hours of the Beatles, which was not fun. I didn't, I didn't like it, but, you know, trying to, to appreciate the stuff that I, you know, don't really listen to, you know, I I had never listened to a Taylor Swift album until December. I had never listened to an Adele album until December. (laughs) I I have played more Adele and Taylor Swift in my career (laughs) That I want to admit, but I never sat that. I mean, when you have artists that are like that and that are so huge in the industry. Right. You know, you have to respect what they do and you have to at least take a listen. I would have loved to experience that day in front of you just watching you listen to these albums. Well, here's the funny story because I did the Taylor Swift at work. Right. And I was I was using the new headphones, which are open back headphones and right. the open back headphones. They're they're not isolated so people can hear what you're listening to. So there was a lady who sits around the corner from my desk. She comes running around. She goes, "You're listening to music?" I go, "Yeah." I'm sorry, am I bothering? She goes, "No, no, no, I love it." She goes, "But Taylor Swift?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, it's Taylor Swift. That's too funny, you know. And it's 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 not that I don't appreciate what she does. I really appreciate her songwriting ability. The fact that she's re-releasing everything um, is amazing, and it's just not something that I gravitate myself towards. But the fact that she's done what she's done is incredible. I think. And I think the same with Adele.
1: Well, and I think that's the I think that's a big part of what this is, too, is we are not here to insult musicians in any way, shape or form. We are here to introduce ourselves, including those who are going to be listening to us, to musicians that you never would have thought about listening to. You know, like yep. I particularly like Adele on a vocal level. I happen to like her. I do like mm-hmm. some of her albums. So I'm not afraid to admit that um, there is something about it. So that I mean, that's very cool though, because you took that unique experience with, you know, a different way. Like you didn't just kind of focus on the music you knew you, you were like, I have to listen to the stuff. I don't know, or I don't like, mm-hmm. because I need to re-experience it. Yep. And you find a new appreciation. Like you said, like there's stuff that I've heard that I'm not a big fan of, but same thing, you appreciate, the what the work they put into creating an album.
0: hmm. I one of my coworkers introduced me to Coheed and Camry and I've, I've, you know, heard of them. i would never listened to them. And one weekend he said, you have to listen to these two albums and the two albums were eight years apart. And again, it's not my, my cup of tea, but listening to the lead singer, you know, it was one was from I think 2013. The other was from 2021. The fact that like like it's, it's a lot of yelling and screaming vocally, the fact that his voice hasn't changed in eight years, like I appreciate the vocal technique that goes into that. Like yeah. that's not easy to do eight years of, you know, you know, singing like that. It's not easy to do. I have
1: a, I have a buddy that does like that growling, like doom draw, draw like brought out, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a, just a drawn out. And he, we had this conversation and he's, he's, you know, mind you, he's like 10, 15 years younger than me, but we had this conversation. We talked about how someone was like, how do you do this? How are you not sick or not have a voice or whatever? And he, mm-hmm. we were talking, he's like, you know, from your studies that because we were talking as a group of like three three or four people that if you do it right, you can go the whole night and you could do it the next night and the next night after mm-hmm. and last yep. 10, 20 years doing the exact same thing as long as you do it properly. and. That's the cool part about this, too, is that when you listen to different singers, you know, sometimes you're like, how is that possible? Like Rod Stewart has a lot of popular songs out of, out there. How many surgeries has he had on his throat? Like there is right. th- he's had many surgeries and he's still singing and he's still doing it. And I'm this is not me putting Rod Stewart down in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, even on that aspect of it, like the fact that this person has had multiple surgeries and still making this work in some way is is kind of impressive so it's very cool to see that but we miss out on those um and i'm gonna i don't what, what was her name the person that you found that had the amber violent... Rubarth. so we don't we miss out on those amber Rubarths. So we miss on all those people yeah. because they're trying something different and mm-hmm. because they're doing something different that's not mainstream we don't hear them and right. that's that's what that's what i think is cool about it like that's a cool mm-hmm. story though it's a very cool like way to bring it back. Cause it's very similar to what we were doing mm-hmm. 20 some odd years ago. We were just listening to different people. It wasn't that we were like putting on headphones and going, Oh my God, we were just trying to find new music, different music. Yeah. But, yep. Like this is like almost a, a rebirth to music for you on, on that. Mm-hmm. And that's very cool. Yeah.
0: And one of the things I love introducing people to new music, that's one of my favorite things to do. And and we did it back in the day. You know, I remember driving to borders books in, in the in a terrible storm, and picking up an album I've never heard of before, driving home and and just remembering, I have to tell Chris about this. Like right, we we need like this. It was Robert Randolph and the Family Band live at the. Oh Lemons. my yes! Do, do I you remember, remember like, that? Yes, yep. no, I totally remember. So it. yep, and and just just sharing those sorts of stories. And one of my coworkers, I you know, he's he sat down one day. He's all right, you're a musician, play me some music. And I was like, all right, cool. So I I brought up Tower of Power. And this was back in like July. And you know how like every year. Spotify does their, you know, this is your year in review in his top ten songs. What is hit by Tower of Power? In five months, he listened to enough Tower of Power to make it into his top ten. That's Like that's crazy. cool to me. Yeah. No, that's you know? awesome. And he's he's all into this like old like nineties punk stuff. Right. And like he's he's uh traveled the world. So he's into like a lot of like Russian music. That's awesome. But the fact that Tower of Power made it to his top ten in five months, like that's really cool. That's really cool. And that so. and that and that is um I that's
1: what when, when you call when you, we reached out, like you text me or whatever, we were like, I was like, yeah, no, let's totally do it. You know, we totally need to, to, to reevaluate how, what we were approaching. And that's why we call it a reboot because the first thing I said to you is we're calling it turn on the music. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like turn on the music 2.0 in a sense, because it's taking the concept that we had and now re-experiencing everything and and mm-hmm. and sharing it out with those and and you may come up and say oh i know that artist tell us about it we want to hear yep. about the fact that you know this artist and why you fell in love with him if there's an artist out there that you experienced and you want us to know about it so we can hear it and potentially share it let us know about it and that's a part of what this is is we want to build a community of people to just share music and and right. it's anything. We're not going to be like, no, 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 we don't want that person on that list. No, if there's a reason why you like them, mm-hmm. we want to know. And because yep. that's how we're going to experience the new stuff. So that's very cool. Mm-hmm. That's I, I think that's very yep. exciting. And it's such a great way to look at things and makes me want to look at things
0: differently and go spend a ton of money on a new pair of headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, like as much as the headphones have helped and the speakers have helped, like you don't need it. Like right. what you what you need is the love of the music. And that's I think what we're trying to share is is that that sort of love. And um, I guess I guess now is a good time to explain like what we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks um, is we're, so we're, we're going to kind of alternate the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to introduce you to some artists. Um, we're going to start off with Amber Ruarth um, because she was kind of the inspiration for the whole reboot. And then um, then we're going to interview some friends of ours and musicians that we know um, and talk about their love of music and how music affects their lives. And then we're going to go from there. Like we've got we've got plans. We're talking about doing, you know, scores from movies and, you know, lots of things. You know, we we talked about doing um, kind of a best song of the 80s, you know, like, you know, thing, which is going to be fun, I think. So it's just it's going to be a you know I think a a great opportunity to share music with with everyone.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun journey to be able to um, build a a list of songs and and Mm -hmm. and share amongst. So you know, and that's the thing; it's going to be very eclectic. Like we're not going to be stuck on just one genre of music. You know, I'm sure I listen to stuff that Kyle doesn't listen to, or Mm-hmm. you know, we'll be sharing stuff to each other that I have, you know, and we're going to have to listen to it before we, so it's like, that's the cool thing too, because we're both experiencing new things while we're doing this and while we're yep. recording. So, yep.
0: and I love, I love finding the new stuff too. It's, yeah. it's not just sharing it. It's finding the stuff that i have never heard before. Yeah.
1: And that, that's the cool. Yeah. That's cool too. Like, and, and you know, over me for my, for myself, like I've kind of stuck around the stuff that I've known just because it was just, it was easy for a while but in the past it's ironic in the past like six months to a year i've been saying kind of like i need to change this up or i need something new and mm-hmm. it was just very interesting that around that time is like hey do you want to do a podcast <laughs> uh and i was like really this is like perfect timing like it really like yeah. did come together so it's just very interesting that a lot but um mm-hmm. so just to kind of explain the interview episodes so these people that we're interviewing are I'm going to say, quote unquote, local artists. These are people, friends that we know, or friends of friends that we know that do perform, or they are in the music field in some way, shape or form, but they're not as well known as others. You know, they may be music teachers that do private lessons and perform on the side. They may have another profession and play an instrument and just music is a big part of their life in some way, shape or form. So these interviews are going to be of. I don't want to say everyday people because to us, they're not everyday people because of how talented they are. But in a sense, that person that you may wave to on the street could be that person we're talking to. It's not going to be some celebrity. As as cool as it would be to have certain musicians that are popular come on, <laughs> we mm-hmm. are trying to really bring that local flavor to to it. So, and I don't mean local just to like, I'm in New York and Kyle's in Ohio. I'm talking about we have people across the country that we will be talking to. And that's the cool thing about it, too, because we're going to bring that aspect to it. And they're going to have some questions that they'll like kind of have ahead of time that they're going to answer. And then we're going to kind of throw some rapid fire questions to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. So why don't we give them a brief look at what the questions are going to be like? Would you like to do the questions first or answer the questions first? Well, the fact that I'm a little frazzled at the moment because we didn't have them
1: right away. Why don't you stump me and ask me the questions first. Now, mind you, so everybody knows who's listening. We have a list of questions. So yes, I've seen them before. I don't know the order that Kyle's going to ask them. So that's going to throw me off. It's not like I'm going to be able to say, oh, he's asking this question first. So I know that sounds weird, but I just want to let you know when we do these, we're going to randomize them for everybody because we don't want them to know what's coming. So it throws them off. So Kyle, go ahead. Um, I'm going to start off with an easy one. What drew you to music? My grandfather, he was an opera singer singing, the uh, met opera
0: for over 40 years. Do you know, I didn't know that until last week. Really? I never said that. I hadn't, I never, I never knew that your grandfather was an opera singer. That's really funny.
1: Yeah, no, he was for, for over 40 years. I actually, uh, in the, the vi- in the zoom video, there's a, like a frame behind me. Um, so I have two things hanging up on my wall that have my grandfather's name on it. Cause he sang in the Met and they're like, yeah, no, that's, I, I was originally going to become an, a drawer. I, mean, I wanted to draw an anime for Disney. And then as, as I got into high school, um, uh, music, uh, became popular with me because of my grandfather and that's
0: what got me into it. So my grandfather, yeah, that's too funny. I had no idea until last week. That was weird. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to keep these in order because I, I'm going to, I'm going to randomize the lightning questions. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Because uh, I think these make sense if the go in order. So do you consider yourself a singer or instrumentalist?
1: I consider myself a singer. The reason why is because that's the first thing that I did. And I was doing that at a very young age. I was always singing. Even though I did play saxophone since I was like fourth grade. But singing always, te- sense, always was more um, prominent in what I was doing. I don't consider myself an amazing saxophonist. I'm not saying I can't play it. I just, I would never consider myself an amazing saxophonist. So I always lean towards a uh, singer, but knowing the theory that I've learned as an instrumentalist has made
0: me a better singer. Here's my, que- my, my additional question, one of the ones I was going to throw at you. Do you, when you listen to music, do you listen to it, do you, do, you, do you focus more on lyrics, or do you focus more on the instrumental, or do you gravitate towards the whole thing? Do you gravitate towards one part of it or the other?
1: That's a really good question, actually. Thanks thanks for I stumping know, me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, cause I, I, I find myself, because I'll, I'll answer this question. Yeah, now. I consider myself an instrumentalist, and I find myself, I, I have a hard time picking out lyrics sometimes because I'm so focused on what's going on in the background and the instrumentation and the orchestration and that sort of thing. I remember listening to Coheed and Cambria, like I was talking before. There is a story, like if you listen to the whole album, like there's, it's all based on a science fiction like a uh, graphic novel. Okay. But I had a hard time focusing on the lyrics and I think that's because I consider myself more of an instrumentalist. So I was wondering if you consider yourself more of a singer, do you gravitate more towards the lyrics or or, or do, you, do you still... Because you do a lot of like orchestration and arranging too. So I know that you have that. So just kind of an interesting. I I
1: don't know. I tend to. So if I was going to kind of go down the line, I listen to the voice first. I'm always interested in the voice. I'm curious Mm -hmm. because everybody, there's a technique that you can use to sing, but it's a technique that you can use for any type of singing. So even though you may learn it for one, it's, if it's done right and you learn the right technique, it, it's just, it helps you sing longer, uh, handle things better, like that type of thing. So like whether you're learn you're singing opera or you're going all the way down and you're doing like heavy metal, if mm-hmm. there's a certain technique of how you place your voice. So I'm always listening for that. And then I think I go down to the lyrics because as a singer, that's what you're singing like that's that's what you're you're trained to focus on and and then and then so i have a tendency to answer this question more the one more further i'll listen to the same song like three or four times because i'll listen to the voice then i'll listen to the lyrics and then Mm. i listen to the background of what's going on so um it's it yeah no i i do tend to go towards the voice which is really funny because when i was younger when i was in college i did not like going to see choruses sing really i did not as i got older Hmm. i wanted to go more often but as as i was in college i was like "Eh, i really don't want to see the chorus but i'll go see the orchestra or the band It's
0: really and and what's for me like i cannot watch an opera i could watch a symphony all day long sure uh but opera yeah no i was in i was in vienna i saw the vienna philharmonic play in the vienna opera house bored to tears yeah but every thursday morning my, my roommate and i would go to the new york philharmonic Open dress rehearsal, and we just watched. That's awesome. I loved it. That was cool. great. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what instruments do you play?
1: I play. So I play the saxophone. Um, I do play the clarinet, and I do play the flute a little bit because I learned them because of how they're connected to the saxophone. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't really play much more than that, but I'm I'm gravitated towards the the wind woodwind instruments so i th- can pick them up like i have played oboe a little bit and i have played that stuff so it's just a matter of me kind of sitting there and learning the keys or relearning the keys in a sense or the, the, the i right. should you know all that stuff um yeah, but just remember the fingerings yeah the fingerings thank you i couldn't think of the word i'm that good of an instrumentalist i couldn't think of the word <laughs> fingerings um well that, that's why you don't teach all right that's a guy exactly so <laughs> so it's i i tend to do that i i would love to be more proficient on the piano. Like I can clunk out stuff, but I'm not a piano player in any way, shape or form. Not like Kyle. Kyle is totally
0: a piano player, organist. And what's funny, I, yeah. I I wish I were a better piano player and organist.
1: So. But I, I think that, you know, going to this question, I think that is true to anybody who plays the instrument. Mm. If yep. you are that type of musician, you're always looking to grow and become better. So you're exactly. never going to consider yourself an amazing Piano, So yep. I'm never going to consider myself, even as a singer, I don't consider myself an amazing singer. I'm always mm-hmm. trying to do right. better or do more. So yeah, um, I started when I was, what was it? Like I was in fourth grade. So that's about the time I started really getting into music was fourth grade, pl- playing saxophone, singing, because we kind of had to be in the chorus and stuff. So I got into it. So just
0: being in the chorus, was that when you really started to focus on your singing or was that afterwards?
1: That's actually, the funny thing is, I didn't really start focusing on the singing, (laughs) so I played saxophone, I did sing, when I got into sixth grade, seventh grade, I focused on um, uh, playing saxophone, I was not in the chorus during middle school, and then ninth grade came around, and I auditioned for a show, it was Kiss Me Kate. And I didn't get anything, which is fine. I was in ninth grade. I didn't expect to get anything, but I was asked to, to, to audition. And I got... What happened was two of the guys had to pull out like two or three weeks before it started. And I had to learn because I was their understudy. I had to learn one of the roles in like three weeks. And well, I wasn't the understudy. I became the understudy, which is why I had to learn in three weeks. So it was understudy. Right, right. I would have learned it before. Every, yeah, it would, so yeah. I did all that. I sang. Apparently got a really good review in the... Uh, school paper. And because of that, the chorus teacher is like, why are you not singing? So I was <laughs> pulled into chorus. So I kind of sang a little bit. So it wasn't until like ninth or 10th grade that I really started picking up my voice and singing and really focusing on it. Um, and I, you know, in, in college where I, where Kyle and I met is where I focused on classical and opera training.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Uh, what made you choose a saxophone? Because <laughs> I was in fourth grade. I was like, oh,
1: cool. this saxophone. Like, I didn't want the clarinet. Like, I, to me, it was like, like, it looked funny. But the saxophone, was, uh-huh. that was cool. Like, having a saxophone mm-hmm. was cool, you know, and, <laughs> and, and trumpet and everything just wasn't interesting to me. And, you know, at the time, you know, I was a boy and I'm still a boy. I'm still a man. No, I'm joking. But at the time, <laughs> when I was a fourth grade, as a boy, you're just like, oh, I'm play a flute. Right. Though um, I had two friends that played it and they were, they were phenomenal players. You know, they were like, yeah. screw it. I'm going to play the flute. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I just, I was like, no, I'll play saxophone. That's cool. Because <laughs> I grew up in the eighties
0: and they had saxophone and smoke everywhere. <laughs> 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 what kind of music do you perform most?
1: Nowadays, not as much as I like in, sense, in the sense of performing, but, mm-hmm. um, I haven't done classical or opera music in a long time. I do miss it. Um, and and I feel like I would, for me to do it well, I'd have to kind of like uh, retrain myself. Not that I don't think I could get into it, but I would, I would want to retrain myself. But if I was mm-hmm. to go and, and choose a genre, I'm a huge fan of um, American standards, like put a fedora on me. Mm-hmm. you know uh, a bourbon yeah stuff? frank sinatra like nat king nice. cole is one of my favorite singers mm-hmm. you know i think he had a fantastic voice and you know that's what i see myself like fedora full suit bourbon in hand yep. you know even a cigar Shh, singers i know not cigars but even a cigar well, you
0: know bourbon's not good for your voice i either, well, so.
1: whatever tequila <laughs> Well, well, no, any, vodka any, any liquors, whatever bad. fits no. in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Olive oil and water. Is what oil. You be doing. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, no, I had... but like just that that that. um It was really the 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 look, it, you know. Like I, yeah. you know, what I'm saying. Like so, it, yep. I like I like if I could, and I had the opportunity to do every week, I would do standards. I think they're just fun.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I
1: agree. Uh What kind of music do you enjoy listening to? I am all over the place but i really enjoy classical music like when i really want to sit down and listen to some music i'm listening to classical music which is really funny because you would think i'd be listening to nick and cole or frank sinatra right. or somebody no i will you give me a good symphony Mm-hmm. I I'll sit down. I want to sit down, and listen to that symphony, and
0: it has what? to be Russian composers in most cases. Okay, yeah, interesting. So like Shostakovich and yeah, R- Shostakovich.
1: And I mean, yeah, like I'll, I lean towards them. Yeah, Rimsky Korsakov is one of my favorites. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah.
0: Um, what what draws you to that genre? I mean, because you, because you do enjoy singing, right? The standards. What <laughs> what, what, what what brings you to the classical stuff? i have a complete conundrum. I don't make any sense.
1: <laughs> um, there. I think what draws me to it is the fact that it tells just as much of a story without lyrics mm-hmm. than an opera does. Yep.
0: Because I when agree. you
1: have the right composer composing their music, whether whatever it may be, however it may be themed, there is a story being told. And if it's mm-hmm. done right, you can sit there and you can picture everything that's happening. And you don't need words. You don't like this story is told without words and I think that what is what I like about classical music because as a singer when you're listening to classical or opera music you're paying attention more to how the singer is um what's the word I can't think of the word where they're they're emphasizing the words how they're how they're singing those words to get them across and every singer sometimes it will will do an aria a little bit differently because of how they interpret it. So their interpretation plays a factor. Whereas classical music can be the same way, but you don't need to listen to the singer to get the story. Right, And that's why it does it. And I, I, I always, always, always go to Rimsky-Korsakov's Scheherazade.
0: Okay.
1: And if you have not listened to that, please find it. Please it search it lesson. and listen to it. It comes up sometimes as a the 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 adventures of sinbad or whatever it's called
0: yeah excellent so i know what you do for a living you're you're in it well not it but you're in technology yeah um but what role does music play in your life since you don't make your full your full-time money from music
1: it is a constant in my life it is the one thing that no matter what happens I'll always have music by me. And 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 to take this a step further to share a little something, I have tinnitus. Now, for those of you that don't know what tinnitus is, tinnitus is a constant buzzing in your ear. So those listeners that are out there that know about it, understand exactly what I'm talking about, those who don't have it, it's a weird thing. And and it's Is it always the same pitch? It's always the same pitch. It does not go
0: away. Do you know what pitch it
1: is? Uh, no. And but I I I, I haven't I, I get a hearing test every year, and there is a dip in a certain frequency. I forget what the frequency frequency is. I am hope I have to get another test soon. And I and we'll we could bring this up in another podcast once I do the test or like another episode. I I want to match to see if it's that pitch, because it would make sense if I had that dip in that spot. Because if if that right. same pitch is going in my ear and that's where the tinnitus is, it's going to cancel it out. Yep. Because they do make they do make devices to help cancel it out, but you'd have to wear them in your ears all the time. So, right.
0: it's like walking around with your own personal pitch back. Oh right? my gosh, yeah,
1: and it, yeah. But it it so for those of you who have it, um, I'm sure there's your good days and your bad days, and sometimes it just feels like it's going to eat through you. So music helps me deal with it. So the movie Baby Driver, the reason why he listens to music. Is because he has tinnitus from, I'm not going to give away the movie, but something happens to him that gives him tinnitus. So he constantly plays music to block out the tinnitus.
0: And and just kind of a foreshadowing, we're going to talk about Baby Driver. So make sure you listen to it or watch the movie. Yeah. Take note of the music in the, in the movie because we will be talking about it uh, in couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, well
1: months, yeah, in, a, in an episode is going to be focused on it, which is part yeah. of the reason why I brought it up. So yeah. So that's why it plays a role. It's it's a constant. It's always there. It it, it it's like when I'm driving, music is on. If I'm sitting down, I'm going to put some music on if I'm not watching TV doing something else. And it, it is also a way for me to kind of drown that high pitch out of my ears. And I know it it it, this is not a sympathy thing because i'm used to it It doesn't bother me like it is what it is but it's just that's the truth to it like that's part of what it is so it it is interesting and and there are some songs that if they sit high enough i don't hear it for a while so Mm -hmm. yeah it's very i don't know pitches it's very interesting to find out what it is frequency i should say
0: and what's interesting is that's another thing i didn't know about you i didn't know you had tinnitus i don't really talk
1: Uh, about it yeah i know know? Uh, and
0: and it's. I also didn't think that that's where you're going to go with with that question, because um, one of the things that I that I know that you have, um, talked well at least shared you know through social media, is the line never stop singing, and that's that's always been a big one for you.
1: Okay, so I'll give you a little bit of a little short history of that, and um, and some another thing that I don't really talk about, but it goes to um, my grandfather who's an opera singer. Um, we he passed, um, for my family at a young age and he passed when I, let's see, I was grad, I I had, had to spend the next year in college. Uh, so he passed away in 2002, which was the year I did my recital. So he passed unfortunately before I did my my recital. So he never had the opportunity to, in the sense of a physical presence, he was not there. So that's all I'm going to say. So, Mm -hmm. um, I performed it. I did my whole thing. Like there was a couple songs I did in there for him. And it, that was what came out of me when he passed it. it, I was writing, I have actually a whole poem written, which I'd love to turn into a song one day about never stop singing because, Mm. you know, depending upon what your belief and what your faith is and how people talk, you know, the whole idea is that wherever you go next to, you know, so I just think that he's, Hasn't stopped singing, and that's how I see yep. it, and mm-hmm. um, that's part of the reason why music is so important to me. Um, but on the constant, on on that role that it plays, it's it's still that constant, like there, and it's a it's a it's it's an emotion that's always there to help you, mm-hmm. um, and it's on the physical sense, it's something that helps me cope with something that I deal with on an everyday basis. So it's a very uh, a unique thing, and 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 I think music is just amazing because it's sound where people can either hear it or feel it. So if you are hard of hearing or deaf, there are people out there that still enjoy music to some extent because of how they feel the music. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. So thanks yep. for bringing tears to my eyes through my sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it no, I it's it's cool to share that because it, it, yeah. it is a. It is an important thing, and and yep. even though I don't talk about it, it is it is a talk. Like, look, look, there's your there's your New York Long Island coming out of it. Yes, guys, <laughs> I'm on Long Island. Talk came out of my mouth for a second. walk um, coffee. So yeah, yeah, no. Thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate. Yeah, I didn't mind sharing that. Thank you.
0: So do you want to go to your lightning round questions? Or do you want to take? No, a no, break no. And ask me some no, issue? we're
1: going to the but, other. We're going to go back to these. We're going to do this with you, um, okay. and then if if and we'll go from there. So. Um, Wait, so lightning round questions I'm sorry lightning round you ready
0: alright fine we'll do that and then we'll go and All do right, your fine. stuff if you want me to go I'll, no no I'm no let's do lightning together. round let's do it quick alright guilty pleasure song or artist Shakira
1: <laughs> guys it has nothing to do with the way she looks I'm not saying that she's not a beautiful woman but I think she's talented and even though she's on the mainstream she is my guilty pleasure when it comes to music and I'm I am I'm impressed and respect her for learning English through music favorite song favorite song to I don't not off the top of my head I don't have a favorite song
0: yeah I I, 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 that's one that's gonna stop I'm gonna go with
1: smile written by Charlie Chaplin okay yeah it's a fantastic song it's not very well known if you guys have an opportunity Nat King Cole sings it Michael Blay does a version Um, it's smile and it, it was written by Charlie Chaplin which is I think pretty awesome too because of who he was
0: Favorite composer, which I think we kind of touched on, but I'll give you the opportunity. R- Rimsky
1: kovsikov like, takes the cake for me. If I was to choose another uh, Russian composer, I would move down to Rachmaninoff. Very nice. Yeah. Favorite band. Favorite band. I'm going to go with... Wait, am I doing, like, Guilty
0: Pleasure Band, or i am doing, like... This is up to you. I mean, I, I kind of look at this as, like... Kind of like your go-to band. These are not really rapid fire, are they, right now? <laughs> no, they're really not. <laughs> I'm trying to go fast. No, 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 sure. but this is good.
1: We're, we're hashing it out. We're trying to figure it out. Yep. Uh, favorite band. Um, That's hard because I go with singer, and I would go with, like, Nat King Cole. You know, Oh, yeah, all right. right. It's not... I don't know if it's considered band, but right now, Jeff Goldblum and the... Uh, what's the, the orchestra that he's with? The... Um, I have to find out, but Jeff Glowloom and that band, and that orchestra, I use with okay. is phenomenal. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Um, most memorable concert. Now, this is a concert that you've attended um, to see some sort of. I don't performers.
1: want to talk about any concerts that I've gone to because of what they were. Because okay. I fair enough. I've all right, all right. We're gonna let, <laughs> the, the the cat's gonna come out of the bag. My favorite one is. Honestly, my favorite one is The Monkees. When I was a kid, I had the opportunity to go. And honestly, the part... Okay, no, wait. Wait. I know it's rapid fire.
0: Ian Anderson. Oh, that's a good one. So it wasn't Jethro Tull. It wasn't Jethro Tull.
1: Ian Anderson. Peter Frampton opened for him. Ian Anderson played uh, flute, of course. And Uh he had three musicians from the Manhattan School of Music. Uh, oh, a, wow. a, I think a cellist of violist, and a violinist that played on stage with him.
0: That's awesome. That so is Ian amazing. Anderson, for those that know who Ian Anderson, he is the the lead singer to Jethro Tull. Um, very brilliant guy. Um, that he wrote in he wrote, there are two albums that I love by him are Divinities, which is a completely classical album. That's beautiful, fantastic album. All, all, and then the other one is the Secret Language of Birds, and the whole album is. So the whole premise behind the album is that he can communicate with birds. He can play something on his flute and say, "Okay, the bird's going to respond like this," and the bird responds. So it's, it's it's amazing. He's he's an incredible guy. Um, wow. So that's cool. Yeah, Ian that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, most memorable, most memorable performance, personal performance,
1: personal performance, um, was I was in high school and um, I was asked to sing a, a, a solo for my choral teacher ironically her last concert with us and i was asked to sing um music of the night from the phantom of the opera and it was full chorus behind me and i sang it and you know i was i was nervous but i was singing this because she was retiring and i was thankful that she asked me to do it Mm -hmm. so i sang the song and i like went back into the chorus like you know that homer simpson mean where he just kind of falls into the bush like that's kind of what happened to me is like i kind of just fall fell back into the chorus just to kind of get away uh-huh. um i didn't bow i didn't do anything like that and i was mm-hmm. told to come back out and bow and at that moment as i came up from bowing everybody was standing clapping and that nice. like i was 17 18 years old and that was like it was so impressionable because even though i was that i was older in the group it was just like that was like my first big thing. And then I found out later on that half the chorus did not finish cause they were crying. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So like, and I don't talk about it cause it's just, I don't Yeah. Pr- pr- like, uh, that's not what I do. It's not something I'm like, I'm not going around. Hey guys, did you know about, th-? that's not what I do, but yeah, Yeah, that's, yeah. that's uh that's probably one of my, and that's high school. Like that's not even college. That's high school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Is that it? Did we do them all? Uh, Favorite album. Favorite album is going to be, um, I don't know the title off the top of my head, but it is a Nat King Cole album. It's all like his most popular song, like one of his, um, it's just phenomenal, but like most of his albums I, I love. So, but, uh, I don't remember the name of the title, which is really bad of me. I just, know what the album artworks is
0: so i'll tell you what we'll do what we'll do is we'll 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 figure it out and we'll put it in the show notes. yeah that's that that way. that's
1: fantastic and you know sorry guys for the non-rapid fire
0: questions on my end <laughs> <laughs> well I, I have to tell you i because i knew we were doing this i've looked over the rapid fire questions and my answers are not rapid fire so.
1: <laughs> all right so i'm going to start with uh the the set that you asked me prior and then yep. i'll do the rapid fire um, I may just do them in order. I may ran d- random. I'm not sure yet. I'll decide sure. when we get there. So, question to you: What drew you to music?
0: I did not put myself into music until my mom and dad did. Um, when I started playing the piano at five, um, I hated it. And then when I got to middle school, I just I just enjoyed it. I just you know just started playing a lot, um, mostly piano. Um, when I was in. Uh, well, I'll get to the, the instruments later, but mostly piano is what I really enjoy playing. So I, just, just the love of, you know, it, it's it's almost like a puzzle to me, you know, because when you get you know, a piece of music in there, you have to worry about, like, how do you finger the, you know, the, the, in the notes and, um, like, working now on, like, Chopin etudes and stuff, like, how do you get your fingers to do that, you know, in a, an efficient way? So it's the, the love of the of the music and the puzzle element that kind of satisfies me
1: awesome. Okay. So do you consider yourself a singer or instrumentalist?
0: Uh, instrumentalist, 100%. Um, I, I do sing, and being a piano pianist and having the training that I had in high school, um, a lot of like churches around the area like me as a singer because I can read really well. Um, but I don't consider myself a singer. I don't think I have a very good voice. I just consider myself someone who reads well and can sing tenor or alto he's all right
1: which he's all right he can sing
0: <laughs> <laughs> no he can
1: sing we've sung together he can sing Yep. um follow so following up because you are a tenor right
0: i am yeah i'm a i'm a low-ish tenor okay but kind of high-ish when i'm when i'm singing i i i, I can sing alto comfortably okay but with covid now yeah i have not sung in two years so i am way out of shape so just
1: in case you guys weren't aware, we're both tenors. So if you can't tell from our spoken voices, we're both tenors. Think about that. Um, I tend to be a very dark tenor when I sing, which is why most people don't realize I'm a tenor. So I just mm-hmm. had to ask that because I was curious. So I'm yep. gonna, okay, cool. Um, what was
0: what's interesting is when we met, I was singing bass. That's true. You were. I was singing. singing I was bass, singing and soprano. Then... No, Joey. <laughs> 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 and then and I realized after after a lot you know a couple of years of study with a voice teacher that I was much more comfortable in the tenor range. Um, I had I have a large range, but the resonance is not in the bass area. it's, it's in the upper register right. so and, and, and that you know we,
1: that'll be discussions
0: down the line, but that's awesome because there's ways you can mm-hmm.
1: improve that. That's yep. awesome. All right, very cool. Um, kind of touched on this, but we're gonna ask anyway what instruments, if any, do you play?
0: Uh, So piano is what I consider my main instrument. Um, I also play organ um, like church organ. I don't consider myself a concert organist but I consider myself a church organist Um, playing hymns and service music mostly not you know the V-Aaron and V-Door toccatas and stuff like that. Um, I also play French horn, uh, trumpet, trombone if you hold a gun to my head I can make noise out of a tuba Um, (laughs) and I can kind of play the clarinet. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: I never saw you pick up a woodwind instrument.
0: The the my problem so woodwind instruments freak me out because of the the biting of the mouthpiece. Right. It makes my teeth vibrate and it freaks me out. I hate it.
1: Yeah. That's interesting.
0: He is a very good
1: French horn player even though he won't admit it. I I know he plays it cuz we were in band together and I know he plays well. Um so uh when okay so we know about piano was Fifth grade. So when did you kind of start taking a five? I'm sorry, five years old. old, When did you start picking up the other instruments?
0: So in fourth grade, um, we were allowed to choose an instrument, and I'm indecisive, so I didn't really care. Um, So they went, "All right, you play the piano. You're going to play the cello because no one knows how to play the cello. We don't have anyone wants it, and it's difficult. You play the piano. You should be able to figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. Um, And then fifth grade, the same thing happened, but with the French horn. They said, it's a difficult instrument, you play the piano, you'll be fine. And I was. Um, so fifth grade, I started playing the, the French horn, and I played um, through um, middle school. I didn't play French horn in high school, actually, because I didn't like the band director. Um, and in my high school, uh, it was very difficult because our, our choral program and our band program were very, very active, and it was very difficult to do both at the same time. Um, so I gravitated more towards the choral music, um, and I didn't play in band because of the I just didn't like the band director. I did have, when I was in middle school and most of high school, I did have a brass quintet that we played. We did, like, nursing home gigs and stuff, which was really fun. Um, we had two trumpets, um, myself on the French horn, a trombone and a tuba. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, so fifth grade. And then in college, I picked up uh, trumpet and trombone. And they came very easily to me because, you know, when you play the French horn and understand how the French horn works, it's very easy to, to move over to the other instruments. The fingerings are similar. The mouthpiece is similar. So it's easy to, to make that jump. And then throughout college, I've, I taught all of the brass instruments, piano and voice. That's awesome.
1: Now, and I'm sure Kyle will attest to this, you're going to come across teachers that you may not click with. Mm -hmm. don't stop yourself. No, don't keep pushing forward and prove to them that you are good at what you do. I don't Mm -hmm. care what it is. It doesn't have to be music related. Just Mm -hmm. keep that going. And this is coming. I am in the education field. My technology is in the education field. I am a teacher, but if you come across a teacher that you do not click with, do not stop. You just don't click
0: with that teacher. And that's absolutely fine. That's going to happen. And I'll tell you when I was in college, I did not find a piano professor that I liked at all ever. That's not true. Uh, David Holtzman and I clicked, but I was only with him for two semesters before I transferred. Oh, he was am-
1: hes amazing. He's
0: unbelievable. So this is a professor um, that
1: we knew in college, and Kyle worked with him. The only time I ever worked with this gentleman was I turned pages for him. Now, mm-hmm, just, and that's how I met him. Did that's you really? Okay,
0: yeah. Fantastic musician, great guy. Yeah. Um, he specializes in 20th century music, right. 20th century piano like debuts and right world premieres Um, and he but he was
1: very he played with a very big flair and a very flamboyant playing which went with the music
0: yes it did but as a page turner you are the shrapnel might get yes you might might get hit by flailing arms and and there was one piece I had to uh, turn pages for for him where he had to like pluck the strings inside the piano so the music rack was inside the piano so i had to like reach into the piano while he's plucking and flailing about and not get hit um and this was performed for the composer's 80th birthday party and so he was sitting like right in front of us it yeah. was yeah
1: he was, but <sighs> yeah but a like was such like such a nice guy you know yes. a typical you know he had he had the typical and and I mean this in in a very kind way, like a typical musician eccentricity to him. Yes, and, but yes. that's what made him so good at what he did. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry I had to interject, but he was. I just liked him. He was a good guy. I I loved him. Yeah. He was
0: great. And if I could have studied with him longer, I mean, he was the first person to really talk to me about piano technique and how to release my thumb and. You know, get the tension out of my hands. You know, no one else did that. I most of my professors in college were. Your, your, your technique is wrong. Just fix it. Right. Like, I don't know what, what's wrong about it. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, right. so, Tell me.
1: All right. Sorry so, for that little tangent, but just yep, had to so share on. a little bit. So, um, yep. So, what made you choose your instrument slash voice?
0: I chose none of them. So, <laughs>
1: which, you, which you mentioned
0: a little bit before. Yeah. So, piano was forced on me. French horn was forced on me. And I picked up trumpet and trombone because I was bored in college and did it.
1: Again, very good piano player, very good French hornist. Even though it was forced on him,
0: take that. And <laughs> what's what's nice is that you know those those especially the French horn and the piano they just clicked for me. They they just they felt right, and that's why I do them. So maybe it was it
1: was good that you weren't forced. Like yeah. you were forced. I mean, I mean, like yeah. you didn't were forced to choose where you were yep. forced to play. That's pretty interesting. Yep. What kind of music do you perform most?
0: Now, I kind of know this answer, but I'm curious to see what you say. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna potentially throw you a curveball. Uh, mostly sacred music. So a lot of the stuff that I do is church related. Um, being someone that can um, play the organs, you know, you know, well enough to lead a congregation. You know, when when a church finds out that you're an organist, you kind of get sucked in and you you become the organist because they are a dying breed. Um, So I would say that sacred music is my most performed music, Um, you know, church hymns, choral music, that sort of stuff is what I perform most. Um, But I do, you know, my my fair share of classical piano and stuff like that. So that's what you perform most.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm going to add to this. What. Would you prefer to perform or if you had the opportunity to do it weekly as maybe a paying gig or just to do, what would you choose?
0: I would direct a choir.
1: Direct a choir. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I can totally see that. Like yep. and I would want to be in that choir. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. Well you have you have kind of summoned one of my choirs for a couple of weeks.
1: Oh, I did, that's true.
0: Yeah, we did. Is, I was bad, so he kicked me out. Okay,
1: so, <laughs> so next
0: um, we're going on to what kind of music do you enjoy listening to? Um, mostly funk, soul, and jazz. A little bit of the blues. Um, classical music every once in a while. But mostly funk and soul. Um, Tower of Power and um, Stevie Wonder. You know, Mingo Fish Trap, some of the weird ones. Bella Fleck and the Flecktones, Victor Wooten. To
1: Name a few, and I, and I think what you guys are going to learn as you listen to us, uh, we we name some of the stuff now, but you're going to see a lot of what we do listen to as we yeah. move forward. Like, there's going to be so much more you're going to just be like, but you said in the first, no, no, don't go by what we said in the first episode because more is coming. <laughs> yep. Um,
0: yep. now, what role does music play in your life? Um, so music is, is becoming a way of life for me, even though I don't, um, I don't make my money as a musician. Um, in fact, I, at, at the moment I don't perform or teach. There was a point in time where I had 40 private students and I was working church gigs and making my money that way. I now work it um, as a contractor for the United States government. Um, so what I've realized is that um, music is uh, first off all around me and th- both in a literal sense and uh, the, I don't know, physical sense, I guess. Because if you think about it, the way a radio works, you know, there is literally music surrounding you right now. It's just you're not turning into the right frequency to hear it. But you have things like birds chirping, the rhythm of cars driving down the road and hitting bumps. I'm shaking my head know. to all this, everybody, just so you know. Yeah, my I mean, head. like like the, the wind blowing through the trees. Like, there's melodies everywhere. There's, you know... And one of the things that music has done for me is I'm a very anxious person. I have, a, I have very high anxiety. I meditate a lot to help prevent that. But what I realized is that when when I realized that music is all around me, I started becoming a musician all the time. And I don't have anxiety as a musician. I have performed in front of, I think the biggest crowd i performed in is about 14,000 people. Um, that doesn't bother me. Um, I've sung back for Andy Williams. I sung back for Judy Collins, whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, be, th- th- there's something about music that calms me, and I'm learning to use music as a way of life to keep my anxiety in check, not just meditation, but the actual walking around as a musician.
1: Which, which I think is, is such a great thing to say because that's the other aspect to this whole thing is how music can be healing, can, Mm -hmm. can help you get through the difficult times, get you through the happy time, get you through anything. So that's another aspect to this whole thing is that you're going to learn about other musicians, other artists, and you may find music that may help you through a stressful time. I need something to help me with my anxiety. We both, as Kyle mentioned, and I just learned a few weeks ago that he meditates and i do myself um a lot of my stuff is breathing practices um so that is a very cool like oh, it's very cool that to share that because that i think that that's something that we uh, at the bottom line like kyle, kyle said mucus music is everywhere Mu- mucus i almost said mucus <laughs> mucus is everywhere
0: we, we are still in covid yes. times. So <laughs> mucus is everywhere as well
1: music is everywhere and i think that's a awesome awesome thing to say because it is, and a lot of us use it for multiple reasons, and this is why I think we like doing what we're doing, and and we're mm-hmm. go, we en- we enjoy or we're excited for what is going to be held with this podcast. Cool. Yep. Um, let me see. Do I have a follow-up question to what rolls them I- Okay, I have a question. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I excuse me, sir, in the back. I the guy, do yes? you? What do you listen
0: to when you meditate? Nothing,
1: really. Yep, you're a
0: complete contradiction of yourself. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for me, the problem with with, with meditating is listening to while, something while I meditate is um, my brain will not focus on what I want it to focus on. So, the the idea behind my meditation is the the voice in my head is very loud and it's very mean. So what I want to do is I want to learn when my brain is doing something that it's not supposed to do. So I try to focus on my breathing. How does the the breathing feel? And the second that my brain says, you know, hey, what about this? I shut that off and go back to my breathing. So I recognize when my brain is out of control and that helps me calm that voice that's in my head. If I start focusing on music, I start to dissect music. I can't listen to music when I sleep because I start dissecting the music in my head and I'll just stay awake listening to it and pulling it apart and figuring out what's going on. So, for med- for me meditation, I it's it's either a guided meditation where it's just a constant reminder to focus on your breath, but it's not music, or it's a silent meditation.
1: Interesting. So like nothing like nothing in the background that's just these long drawn out no, nothing. Okay, no. cool. No that's that's fair. I mean yeah. I I appreciate that. Yeah. I and I I think um I thank you for and I thank you and for sharing that bit like mm-hmm. how and I kind of get that like my brain mm-hmm. like it, it, it's like that thing that you're just and I'm sure a lot of you experience this you there's so much going on inside
0: of your head that sometimes you don't know how to turn it off yep. and and hopefully and for me that's what meditation does right it, it makes me realize when my brain is out of control and I can stop and say okay. We need to come back and focus, right?
1: And, and listen, we're not professionals. We're not telling you that this is the way of the highway. Like, we're not saying any of mm-hmm. that stuff. But what we're just saying is, these are the things that have helped us. And as yep. we go further into this podcast and learn more, and and where we're going, you're gonna hear that. You're gonna hear that. This a lot of what music does for me is the same thing that like Kyle does. It it brings me back. It it helps center me back to where I am whether it's mm-hmm. anxiety or stress or whatever which i do have myself and 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 i i you know to i am with Kyle there's a lot of stuff going on in there and i totally actually understand more and i've never shared that with you of that anger in the head i get that like a mm-hmm. lot so so please take everything that you hear from us as just us sharing and 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 yep. if you if you take one thing away that's awesome if you take nothing away that's fine we just hope you enjoy the time and listening. Yep. All right. Rapid fire questions. Yay. But for some reason for us they're not rapid fire because they're not. All right. Yeah, they're not. Here we go. Favorite album.
0: A Hot Night in Paris by Phil Collins. That's a good
1: album. It is. That's a good album. Okay. Good.
0: Phil, Phil Collins in a big band. Yeah. Okay. That's a good album. Favorite song. Ooh, Uh, Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder. Favorite composer, Rachmaninoff. Most the rapid fire. I'm I'm good. Yeah, you're good. Most memorable perform uh, personal performance. Most uh, this is this is a difficult one. So there's two that come to mind, and the reason it's two is I don't know that the first one counts as a performance, but. my last rehearsal in my choir as a sophomore. We were asked to sing uh, one of our traditional songs for the last time. And we he, our director said, "Listen, I'm going to start you off and I want you to close your eyes and just whatever happens happens." He must have known something was going to happen cuz he was just that brilliant. He just he must have felt something in the room. So we it was Lord of the Dance by Larry Fleming and I remember about eight bars in um I had what musicians would call an out of body experience, where I was looking down on not just myself but the entire choir. We were sitting in a a giant circle, and I could see every person's face. All of our eyes were closed, Um, and we were. It was the sound that I heard was amazing. And I remember after that that rehearsal, we were walking down the hall. It was me, my friend Justin, Steve, and Mattia. And uh, Justin went on to be this brilliant scientist at MIT steve is an incredible musician he's a pianist and perfect pitch and you know and steve looked at us and said hey guys did you and then Justin went yep and mattia nodded her head and then there was a group of people behind us and they said you guys too we're like yep and we all knew we all had the same experience the same out-of-body experience um which was really interesting and the more people i talked about after that day they had very similar experiences which is Unique for first off to be in a high school and have, you know, 70 or 80 kids have a similar experience. Um, so it wasn't in front of a, a crowd, but um, that would be one. The other one is the same group we toured through Sweden uh, It was our second choir, a uh, second concert in Sweden um, that we performed for our host families that, that we stayed with. And there was just something special about that concert. I have it on video. It was just a really well-done concert and it was the connection that we made with the families. We were singing to them, you know, to thank them for giving us a place to stay. It was it was kind of neat to sing in a country that you don't know, they speak languages that you don't know, but music still brought us all together, you know. That's a very good point. I'm sure we'll touch more on that in future yep. episodes.
1: All right, favorite band.
0: Tower of Power. Most memorable Concert. Mm. Um, the last concert I saw was Victor Wooten, Reggie Wooten, Roy Wooten. I forget the keyboard player's name. Um, Bob Franceschini on the saxophone and Sinbad. Um, Sinbad it was Sinbad. He um, he came up and played like rhythm and percussion and it was the, the the neat thing about the performance was Victor played none of his own music. It was all Sly and the Family Stone and all like soul That's amazing. classics, James Brown, and it was it was he was playing the stuff that he loves to play and he loves to listen to. And just the the energy in that room was just you know, and then having Sinbad just jump around like a lunatic was fun too. So That's awesome. Guilty Pleasure Song Artist. Carly Rae Jepsen, Call Me Maybe. <laughs> and Re- and Re- Rebecca back Black Friday, um, and then most of the '90s stuff, you know. And, and for me, they're not really guilty pleasures because I'm not afraid to admit it, you know. Right. Like, you know, like I I am I'm, I'm open. I I I like them, you know. Um, Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something, uh, Roll the Me by Del you know, all those like great '90s S- Sister Hazel stuff. I love Sister Hazel, you know. All right, so here, so oh, that was
1: weird. Okay, so here, um. Follow up to that. Ready? Okay. Yep. Is it the music that is the quote unquote guilty pleasure? Or is it the fact that the music was so popular at a time where certain memories were being made? I think that's what it is. Right? So, and and this I'm sure is something we're going to talk more about in a future episodes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So that's another thing that I think is brilliant uh, what you said, because we can pinpoint parts of our lives based upon the music.
0: Yep. I remember sitting in, in high school or was it college? No, I think it was high school where I got my, my first CD burner and I was burning like what, the, the equivalent of mixtapes, you know, on CDs and like playing them in my car, you know? Right. And, and that was all that stuff. It was, you know, Tal Bachman's she's so high and, right. you know, all that stuff, you know, brought me back to kind of high school.
1: Listen, you know, me when, so we're recording this if you can't tell after meatloaf passed away um mm. who a lot of people love and a lot of people didn't like his music and whatever the case may be i was a fan of meatloaf his music bat, then the album bad of the hell hmm got me through a really rough time when i was a teenager and that's a whole other story that's not something i need to share but when he passed, that was hard for me because it was like. Mm-hmm. But your music got me through yep. a really bad time, and and it wasn't just that album because that album kind of helped me, and then it led me to his other albums. And as a musician, as a, as an artist, as a as a musician, as a singer, I like him, and mm-hmm. and and you know I I haven't really heard anybody say that they haven't liked him, mm-hmm. but I know there's a lot of people also that'll be like, no, he's just kind of like whatever, but you know, memorable things like stuff that kind of brings it back. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool what music can do on such on an all around level. It's not, you know Mm -hmm. what it, what it does. And, and that's, and, and I, this is, that's the heart of this. Yeah. And that's the heart of the conversation that we had when, uh, when you first, when we first did this 20 something years ago and back in September, October, when you reached out to me, Mm -hmm. this was always the conversation of what, Music has done for us what it does for us, and those artists and musicians that are a part of those moments.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun fact about Meatloaf my sister's music theory teacher in high school was one of Meatloaf's keyboard players. That's amazing. Yeah, Frank Doyle.
1: My brother rented an apartment from Meat uh, Meatloaf's drummer's mother's mother. Wait, okay, let me do it again. He <laughs> <laughs> rented an apartment from meatloaf strummer's mother and in her window which i love and and uh, which i thought is amazing she had a gold cassette wow mounted to a piece of wood and and like i you would go to i went to his apartment you have to like go to see that window and i thought that was the coolest thing so that's too funny though that's really great that's that's too funny all right um cool good rapid fire you were better rapid fire than i was i'm I'm horrible at rapid fire (laughs) um
0: you're you're a typical singer you like to hear yourself talk
1: no i'm just italian i just like to talk (laughs) 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 um do you want to talk about what we're what we're going to be coming up with next
0: sure yeah so um the the next episode that you'll hear is going to be an introduction to the music of amber Rubarth. Um, Amber is a folk singer, um, which is totally left field co- for me. It's not something that I would gravitate myself towards, um, but it is. She is the her album is the reason that this became happening again. This this reboot of Turn On the music, and I need to pay her some respect. So, um, we'll we'll talk a little bit about Amber and her music, and um, specifically why that album hit me the way it did because of the recording techniques that were used um, to record it um, so yeah that's that's what's coming up next and then uh, we're going to do some interviews with some friends of ours um, I have a friend of mine who is a, a fabulous cellist um, and she is um, probably the smartest person I know because she, as, as she was making her family she made herself a string quartet <laughs> that she can kind of travel with um, her sons Fantastic. all play... She plays the cello. Her sons play violin, viola, and piano. So she has literally a string quartet that she can travel around with, which is awesome. So That's so good. Um, yep. I love it. And then uh, we'll do some more. Um, we have other, other uh, artists that we're going to talk about and other people we'll talk about. I know you've got someone we're going to talk to shortly as well. I
1: have a, a friend of mine who um, is an opera singer. She's performed many times, and um, she now... Teaches lessons, and she's actually, you know, looking to get into teaching and and being a teacher, music teacher. But she's fantastic, beautiful voice. Um, and then we have some more people coming on. We have a few friends of ours that we have, and and friends of their friends that we're looking into, and they're all do something a little different, you know. And and we're looking forward to sharing their stories, and I know that they're excited. Uh, I have, I know. Uh, someone who's on the, towards the West end of the States that we'll be talking to. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. And like I said, these are all local people. These are all people that are either like us, where we work a full-time job and do the music listen listen on the side, play on the side, whatever you want to say. And uh, some that do actually make a living with it. Maybe they're teaching lessons or composing, or even, you know, playing at bars as a, cover band whatever so mm-hmm. uh this it'll be fun to share um this this is excellent i'm 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 very excited myself for this mm-hmm. uh so i hope that uh, uh you know you guys join us for the next episode when it comes out but uh kyle's got some unless i'm reading it unless you want to read it the closing remarks
0: I'll, you, I'll, it's up to you No, I, go for the it you, rock it out all right i will i will rock it out so for those of you that have listened and made it this far, I just want to thank you for listening to our first inaugural episode of Turn On the Music, the podcast. Hope that you join us, the guys, next week. Um, for those of you that are interested, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Turn On the Music. We're also on Instagram at Turn On the Music Podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five star rating, and uh, yeah, that's about it. I just want to say thank you for coming this far and. We hope that you join us for the rest of the journey because I think it's going to be a, a long road, but I think it's going to be a very rewarding road. I agree. Thank you. I thank you for joining us. Kyle,
1: I'm excited for the next.
0: Yeah, me too. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thank you.